Alistáltuk ki, ha lehet, ugrálálak, hogy a kalics, hogy a kirivédő, hogy a
in my notes what what we what we usually talk about. Hmm. But usually it's just notes. It would be really nice to listen to it and like a recording. And before I forget too, uh, I wanted to uh, tell the, uh, like right now it's uh, 25 minutes after, but uh, when I uh, <clears throat> when I said uh, welcome to the Royal Lakota College Storytelling Hour, I wanted to, uh, when I came out of the uh, uh, at Piawichoni at the college, it was, uh, drizzling. It's not, it's, it's light snow and drizzle that way. And I wanted to say that if you, when you, if you're traveling back towards Rapid City or Gordon or Rushville, the roads are wet, hmm. so be careful. Waktao or Manipo. And then, uh, on this resolution, I'll, I'll say this in English. Uh, <clears throat> what I said about the resolution was that uh, uh, this is my thought now, and I think uh, my nephew here—he's uh, nodding his head, so maybe it's, it's good. So, what I said was long time ago. Um, uh, these resolutions, uh, we, in the Lakota way, it's, uh, uh, each unza, or each each unze. And, uh, <clears throat> when we, long time ago, like our, our life, our, our cultural culture, uh, that, that journey that we have, uh, these, each each musa are these um, resolutions. Uh, what this is my thought now. They come from our family hmm. and our tiospai, our our relatives. And then these are are like uh, when I say iteshni, and these are for for real or for good all through your life. But today, maybe when we make a resolution, uh, uh, we sometimes this resolution does not uh, last, right? Or sometimes you break your resolution. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's there's a little difference there, but it's it's you know, the thought is still there, or the this each each one's day and each each one. And these resolutions, uh, to me, it's, it's it's similar, but long time ago, uh, they're for real. It's not something that you say and then break it next month. Mm. Like sometimes we say, "Well, I'm going going to quit smoking," and then you start smoking again, or "I'm going to quit drinking." Or I'm going to quit going to the casino. Or maybe limit my visits to the casino. Or maybe you just spend this much money. And it's usually about health too. Mm-hmm. And or immediate, uh, like, uh, like health, drinking or smoking or eating. And so it's a, it's a real short term what do you what what do you call that determination or mm-hmm. so it, it you know it's not uh for real mm-hmm. that's my thought mm-hmm. but if out there i know uh some of you have maybe better uh what do you call it explanations or definitions mm-hmm. So be it. Oh, do it with your heart. Yep. That's it.
And then uh, I also uh, thank the uh, Kitty Radio for the for the past year, and mm-hmm. also to uh, Mr. Tom Casey for all these shows. And the instant instant coffee. And the instant coffee, yeah. It's good coffee. He makes real fast coffee. And we touched on the basketball. And there's going to be uh, more games, right? Mm Mm-hmm. There's going to be some good games. I just talked to the girls coach. He works at the uh, one of our immersion center our project. He's a bus driver, over there. and uh, <clears throat> he mentioned that the girls will be playing tomorrow night. I think, mm-hmm. and the boys. I don't know when they're playing, and I really don't have no schedules. Uh, I usually have schedules of all the the. Schools like the Kyle, mm-hmm. Pine Ridge, and Red Cloud, and Crazy Horse. But uh, right now I don't have that, so I need to get some of those. Because uh, uh, usually I go to uh, games. Like last night I didn't go. Mm-hmm. To, I was going to go to that uh, Pine Ridge Eagle Butte game, but I didn't make so maybe, maybe uh, I'll get some uh, schedules and maybe we'll bring them up here and sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it. Okay. <clears throat> um, and I got uh, brought up an announcement to uh, pass along that came to me over the computer. Um, and this is about a web page that is... Um, it is associated with the um the Lakota dictionary, the new Lakota dictionary that was um released over the summer and uh I'll just read the read the email. It says um the Lakota Language Consortium is preparing to launch a new webpage that will enable the Lakota language community to engage um in a democratic process to it. Um to create an online community for speakers of all ages to suggest and evaluate new words that reflect 21st century living. Um, the new Lakota language webpage will go online December 15, 2008. So it's already online. At this address, www.lakotadictionary.org. And that's L-A-K-O-T-A. Uh, www.lakotadictionary.org uh, This page will serve as a central forum to discuss the language, access a variety of language resources, and generate ideas and consensus on what new words are needed. What are your interests? Here are a few examples of requests that we've received so far. A science teacher wants Lakota words for chemistry and biology instruction. People from all walks of life want new Lakota words to describe modern electronics and information technology. Those involved in the contemporary economy need Lakota words to describe things uh, relevant to um, financial transactions, online, uh, retail stores, and so on. Participants can use the webpage at their own pace, um, 24-7, discuss what new Lakota words you need, vote on the words and usable suggestions of others, and bring attention to possible errors. Lakota speakers and linguists will also work to ensure that the language retains its integrity and remains consistent through this process. The future vision is to include a complete new Lakota Dakota dictionary with a variety of uh, usability functions online. New Lakota words and usages will assist the LLC keep the new Lakota Dakota Dictionary modern and useful for present and future speakers. The site will also serve as the platform for the eventual development of a fully online Lakota Dictionary in future years. So I guess you wouldn't have to to go buy it. It would all be at your fingertips online. And it says the online dictionary will be completely comprehensive and include audio um, for all entries. Um, so I guess you'd be able to click on any word and you would hear a uh, fluent speaker say it out loud, how it sounds like, how the pronunciation is and the stress, 
and I know that two other things that they are working on is uh, a spell checker for um, typing documents uh, using that particular orthography that they're working on developing, mm-hmm. something that you can scan over documents with to check spelling, and also something called a lemmatizer. Lemmatizer, which I'd never heard of before, um, but it's something where you can enter in... Um, let's see, how do I describe it? If you're using an English dictionary... Um, you usually have to know a little bit about English to look it up because let's say you're using the word um, the word to be mm-hmm. the, the word to be it changes in different settings you don't say I be you say I am or you are or he or she is and those words be, am, are, is all are different forms of the same word and somebody that's just beginning to learn English wouldn't necessarily know that. But what a lemmatizer does is you can type in any of those words, and it will tell you what or, what the original form is. So in Lakota, let's say somebody hears the word um, uh, manikte. Manikte. Mm-hmm. And there may not be an entry in the dictionary for mani, manikte in that setting. There may be, but you might have to look under ya. Mm-hmm. Because it comes from yeah, or maybe you heard the word uh bale, like hiya baleshni. Mm-hmm. Um and you look up bale and all it's a, the only entry in the dictionary maybe is the word for lake, that version of bale. But using a lemmatizer you can look up apparently any form of a word and it'll get you to the original entry. So like if you heard the word iatu there, there's no iachu in the dictionary because it only has the the root forms ichu. ichu. Yeah. But if you look, if you enter iachu into that um, that device, then it'll tell you that it's ichu and it's the u form. You mm-hmm. take it, or you take something, or you get something. Um, so those those two things for for learners uh should be should be really useful and lastly with that there's a um an online forum for people that are interested in um improving their language skills um i think there's translation activities there are discussions about different topics related to the language um and that that is uh Another site on that same site, it is lakotadictionary.org slash forums slash index.php. And once again, it is lakotadictionary.org, L-A-K-O-T-A dictionary.org slash forums, F-O-R-U-M-S slash index.php. And so I... Been on a couple of times checking that out, and and seems like there's already a lot of people mm-hmm. involved, a lot of people uh, asking about words, and 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 I know a lot of people have gotten the the new dictionary, and maybe they uh, want to suggest a word that's not in there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they, oh, I always heard this word, and and it's kind of an obscure word, so they look it up here, it's not in there, so. They can go to that site and say, you know, look, check into this word. I think it should be in there. Or maybe they see, maybe they find a word and they don't think that the the way the usage is described is, is the right usage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they can go on there and say, you know, I, I I don't think it's used the way you said. Or maybe there's an additional meaning that isn't in there for a certain word. So, uh, so I, I think the whole point is to kind of try to. Like they they use the word democratic, you know, get it get it more into the to the hands of the people to make suggestions and and uh make changes as necessary and, and expand mm-hmm. the uh the the database like that. So so anyways. That's good. So now that's on the um internet. That's on the internet. So you can actually when are you going? You are. As of okay. December 15th. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where uh, the the uh, new words will be, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing new words. 
Yeah, so somebody shot clock and license plate. Huh? Yeah, maybe the shot clock would be in there. Like Seattle. <laughs> uh, maybe license plates would be in there. License plates. Yeah. I found, <clears throat> like this one here, uh, <clears throat> I brought a story here, and uh, hmm. like like what you were saying about words. A uh, long time ago, uh, see, today we say waku. Waku is like uh, to go hunting. Hmm. A uh, long time ago, they used the word, uh, I think, uh, maybe I'm saying this is right, waye. Waye. Hedach. It's in the, uh, that tales and text. Huh. So, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, instead of saying, waku menikteshnielo, he'll say, waye menikteshnielo. Waye. But, we don't use that. In, um, well, it's still it's there, but we use this. This is really common now. Waku, waku, waku. Yeah, there's only one speaker mm-hmm. I've ever heard use. Well, yeah, yeah. There's probably more, but uh-huh. rare. So that's you know, those kind of things are are you know, someday we'll, like this. uh what do you want to call this? Uh, this this new dictionary or the new way of compiling words, Lakota words. And then you, you when you put in Waku, maybe someday this Waye will come in there too. Mm. Related yeah, words. Yeah, related words, yeah. That would be really good. And it's a spell check too would be really good. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. the Wakula would also say that it's a contraction of a Wakute. 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 Yeah. So we'll tell you that too. And maybe even that that comes from kute to shoot. Wakute to shoot things or to hunt. Shortened to wakul. Related to waya. Wakute. Yeah, I'm really glad they're doing this because I have, I just got this, uh, uh, this gentleman. His name is John Andrews, hmm. and he he writes for the South Dakota magazine. <clears throat> but in here, you know, I hate to bring uh, <clears throat> for the new year. You have any more before we uh, talk? But uh, uh, I hate to bring uh, bad news for you know. Because I wanted to bring all good news to this first show for the 2009, huh. but uh, but since you and I are into the Lakota language, uh, we must bring the bad side too. So we we bring the good side, and there's always the bad side. Hmm. So. Uh, and then there's a Lakota word, uh, always uh, says, it's, I think it's ikchaptankicho. Huh. Where you, where you kind of roll over, um, things that happened in the past. Huh. And sometimes, it, it, uh, you don't want to listen to that kind of, uh, talk. Ikchaptankicho. So is But anyway. This gentleman, uh, he, 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 he must have did a lot of research. Uh, he talked to a lot of people. And, uh, in here, I was going to highlight this, uh, in the early 50s, now decade is what, uh, 100 years, right? Or 10 years. Huh. What is it? 10 years. 10 years, okay. In the 50s, he says, if, um, according to Mr. Andrews, the Lakota language began disappearing. Today, just 14% of Lakota living on reservations in North Dakota, South Dakota, speak Lakota. According to the 2000 census figure. Now I don't know how they uh, do that 
about 2000 census what kind of questions to have or there's different uh ways of doing uh these statistics with according to the 2000 census figures and estimates suggest the number has dropped another 25% in the last 8 years mm. so it's probably 10 to about 10% yeah Mm-hmm. Okay, so now he's saying that uh, the official status for the Lakota language is endangered. Mm. Now, endangered, I think, uh, according to, uh, is it Fishman? The one that does uh, Lakota uh, uh, research, and he has uh, like, uh, like, there's endangered, and then uh, I think he has like four steps. Hmm. And endangered is when uh, when you have all your speakers are 50 years and years. Now today it is 65. Average ages. Yeah. In 1993, the average age of Lakota speaker was about 50 but today it is 65 average okay and in those 15 years 50 to 1965 oh in 1993 I don't know where he took this 15 years from but anyway fewer children learn Lakota so when the fluent speaker goes home uh, there's no replacement okay the transmission is broken okay and then it goes on uh, and there's some more statistics in here uh, uh Standing Rock, okay. Ian was Standing Rock. I think in Standing Rock Reservation, he's saying that there's only 14% that speak the Lakota language. And another uh, one is uh, only 13% right here. And the second lowest of South Dakota's West River Lakota Oyanke is Lower Blue, uh, is 4%. But I think that's high, too, because I went to a meeting in Lower Blue, and they said there's only one speaker left, or five, five Eight. speakers. And they all came to that meeting. They were all over probably maybe... Late 60s. Hmm. Yeah. And then it went on to say, let's see. I think on the Shine River, they're saying, oh, here. In the Yankton, in the Yankton, um, the D, where the D is, uh, common, only 28 people on the reservation are fluent. 28 people. That's just a handful. So, uh, I think that, uh, uh, like, that's really, uh, like an eye opener. Uh, wake up call. Uh, wake up call. Because if there's only five speakers in Little Brew, only 28 speakers in the Yankton, and 14% is probably high for Standing Rock. And like Shine River, they're saying 20%, and that's high, I know that, because I was up there for uh, five years on a bilingual project. Then, in the schools on the Shine River, there's no speakers, no, nobody, nobody speaks Lakota. There's some that understand. So it is, it is a kind of a, like a, 
And then I was talking yeah. to somebody today that was saying that the um the I guess the the tribe is uh or some someone in the council is working on an initiative to to make the schools more accountable for teaching the Lakota language more thoroughly or more comprehensively. You know, I think I think that's really good news and, and I see it with our with our students too. Um you know, we we teach students in the high school, mm-hmm. and, you know, you, you hear a lot of language teachers talk about, um, you know, students' students' attitudes towards teaching Lakota language, and, you know, sometimes they seem real resistant to, to learning it, you know, or don't take it as seriously. And um, I know that a lot of people point to the, you know, the boarding schools and the, the stigma um, the stigma attached to the language um, from that, and I do think that's part of it. But but something I also see more and more the more I sort of look into it is that Lakota classes overall in a lot of our our schools um, are really marginalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and at all levels, so kids grow up and and they have kind of their their real classes. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm using that word real because I think that's kind of how they come to see it. You know, math and uh, English and science, sort of their core curriculum. And then, you know, in a lot of the school systems, Lakota is kind of like gym class. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of an accessory class or an adjunct class. Maybe it doesn't meet very often. Uh, maybe there's only one teacher for lots of different levels, whereas for... Um, you know, like uh, English or science, they have lots, you know, different teachers for different subject areas. And so by the time they get to high school, um, you know, like, like at, at, and I can always speak specifically about Red Cloud, mm-hmm. you know, working there. It's the only one I know about firsthand. But, you know, I know in the high school, we're, we're really trying to make Lakota language as, as much of an academic experience as any other class, you know, with as high expectations, you know, really trying to get them speaking as much as possible, learning as much as possible in the, you know, in the time that we have during the school year. And when they, the, the, when they first come to the class, it's almost like they have to, um, they have to leave a certain mindset behind and that mindset, which they've, picked up over the years unconsciously is that Lakota is not a real class class. You know, it's it's not as much like, you know, math class where there's expectations and homework and, and standards and all that. But it's just sort of, you know, a, you know, kinda like like an off class. You know, like it's sort of a semi class and, you know, I don't I don't put the I don't really blame the students for that attitude because I see where it comes from, nor the teachers, because I think Lakota teachers are really, really, you know, working hard to do what they do. Um, but I just think it's something that's a, it's a structural issue. Mm-hmm. It's that in the schools, Lakota is not as much a part of the school day or the school year or the graduation requirements as a lot of the core academic courses. And so it kind of gets pushed to the side. And, um, you know, young people who have grown up in that situation, uh, you know, from that they get sort of an attitude that, it's it's not it's not something that the schools take seriously mm-hmm. and that the adults that run the you know school systems take seriously so you know they 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 adopt that mindset mm-hmm. you know they don't necessarily either and you know I, I think that I think that for students to really begin to um 
you know, work harder at it and, and, you know, take it more seriously in their own day-to-day life is, it's really got to, it's really got to go back to the elementary Mm -hmm. level. It's really got to be a solid part of the curriculum. You know, when when they start having homework in other classes, you know, they they should be doing the same with Lakota language. And I'm not saying, you know, homework. I should have brought the list with me of what I called. But in every case, I asked them, I said, I'm a teacher at a reservation-based school. I teach um, social studies, but my question has to do with language, which is um, our, our, our school has a Native American language, an indigenous language as their, as their I don't want to call it a foreign language, but as their other non-English language offering. Um, is that acceptable for, you know, students to have that as their, as their foreign language? And every school that I talked to, some of them had to ask, you know, somebody mm-hmm. else in the admissions office, but, uh, they all eventually came back and said yes, that that would be acceptable. And a lot of schools want to see that students are taking a second language a non-English language mm-hmm. because of the, there's just so many academic benefits to that. Um, you know, so, so our schools needed a reason to be convinced as, as to why Lakota should really be a more significant part of the curriculum. You know, it's not just that, I mean, I, you know, obviously a lot of us, you and I included, really care about the cultural component. You know, it's a mm-hmm. central part of the culture. If it's lost here, it's lost everywhere, and all of that sort of thing. And maybe some people really just aren't interested in that argument. You know, they're not interested in, in the past or culture or, or whatever. But, but to those, you know, people, I would say there there's a lot of academic benefits too. There's a lot of benefits to students going on to higher education, to being an educated person, to being a knowledgeable person, an adaptable person, and uh, you know, so so that's really that's really interesting that you would uh, bring in that that article mm-hmm. um, on the same day when when you know I kind of had that conversation with, yeah. with somebody, mm-hmm. so. We'll have to touch on that again next time. But we will keep uh, this storytelling. Our uh, we will have a story. I have a story here, but uh, we'll do that next time. Uh, It's called uh, um, it's a ohokanka. It's called a iahokshila, and then we'll I will do that. It's a short one, and then. I'd like to talk on the, uh, touch on this uh, uh, story that uh, this John Andrews is doing, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, also uh, the uh, NIEA National Indian Education uh, Association. They uh, uh, they put out a magazine, and in there they really. Uh, uh, Put the language, indigenous language, on the forefront. Huh. So I'll bring that over, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Huh. So the language, <laughs> it's really on a on a roll. Huh. Even though I brought some news here that says that we're endangered, hmm. but. Uh, but we're we're working. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of teachers out there, and as long as we work together, we're going to be strong. Uh, and Lukini, uh, Lukini. So I want to thank. It's a movement. It's a language movement. It's an indigenous language movement, and then some. Some of, uh, I always call this uh, revitalization movement. And and I think so. We will see you, or we will come up here again next week. And those of you that are listening out there, thank you for listening, and uh, uh, have a good day. And uh, uh, if you wanna, if you have any suggestions, uh, comments, uh, just. 
let me know uh, at the college or let uh, my nephew Pahan know at uh, Red Cloud School, and we 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 will be glad to uh, read your suggestions. And we want to thank Mr. Tom Casey. Alla dona nachti anachop tanaka kanamila wopila hetsam geni chapelo na ungaps at hiopaki yuzahe. Hiopaki yuzahelo. Anybody can come up here and uh, I know there's a lot of Lakota speakers out there. A lot of people out there. A lot of you know stories. Come up here anytime. Ha. Okay, he's he's happy. So with that, uh, we shall see you next week, and thank you for listening. Ha,